What's going on, everybody? It's Coach Mark here with Coach Chris. And you're listening to Triumph Nutrition Podcast. And today, what are we talking about, Chris? Today we are talking about types of diet protocols. Um, We are going to talk about the probably the top three today. And then we do have a couple questions from members um, from our Facebook page. Um, So we'll go through a couple of those and kind of discuss um, these diet protocols. Sounds like a plan, sir. Um, yeah, I was thinking of trying trying this analogy of uh, thinking of calories and just your nutrition in general, like your bank account. So the intention here is I feel like a lot of people, um, obviously in this country, they live paycheck to paycheck. And if you've ever done that, you know that you play, you, you pay a lot of attention um, on a daily basis to what is in your account. So whether we know it or not, we kind of have the same setup with our nutrition um, in, in regards to calories. So you have this initial amount, which we'll call it your BMR. All right. So that's what we need to sustain life. So let's just say hypothetically it's 1500. So within any given day, I need to at least consume 1500 calories to prevent any type of like muscle atrophy and stuff like that. Then we also have a total daily energy expenditure number. So T-D-E-E. So let's just say that's 2000 because we actually move around and we work out and we're active. So we need to fulfill that amount to maintain our current weight. Or if we have a different goal of weight loss, maybe it's slightly less. Maybe you want to add some muscle. Maybe it's a little bit more. But it's usually right around that number of your total daily energy expenditure. Um, obviously, some days higher or lower. Um, think of exercise as a deposit. So if you're exercising, generally, you should be able to eat more. Um, think of, of food as more of a um, withdrawal. So depending on how um, you're eating, if you're eating right at that amount, that total daily energy expenditure, um, or your BMR, if you're not really active, um, you're trying to avoid a lot of surplus. So extra in this situation is not good for the banking account. More tax. Uh, yes. Yeah. So extra um, will get penalized in the form of waking, um, and usually not in the kind that we want. Um, so that's where macros and stuff like that can come into play, but we're not even really going to get that advanced until we start talking about some of these other uh, methodologies uh, around dieting and stuff. But the point I'm trying to drive home here is just being aware of what you're putting in your body and then the energy that's coming out of your body. So if you're working out, let's just say, you know, you're a triathlete and you're working out like hours every day, multiple times a day, guess what? Your uh, total daily energy expenditure, your balance is going to be a lot higher. So you're going to be able to eat a lot more. If you're currently quarantined and you're not able to really do much beside hang out at home um, and you're not really working out, then your balance is lower. Um, so we just need to understand that we all have a daily balance and it all resets to zero um, every day. And if you're constantly putting too much in, then you're going to have a lot of excess and that's how ultimately we, we go to weight, uh, you know, gain weight. But if we aren't getting enough nourishment um, on a regular basis, that usually leads to overeating. So at some point, you're going to have that surplus amount. Um, but if you're 
maybe someone that's a little more frail um, and you're not getting enough, then you're also doing yourself a disservice. So hope that that kind of worked there. Um, and again, I think the little thing I wrote down here was, you know, basically just earning your carbs. So if you are working out, then that's what allows you to eat more and earn your carbs. Um, and there are phases of kind of a bear market and a bull market. And so right now we're kind of in a bull market for eating and yeah, it's the holidays and all those things. And then you know, maybe in the springtime, everyone gets a little more conscious around what they're eating. Um, so understand that there are waves to um, eating and stuff like that too. If you're not super consistent, I know we just came off of Thanksgiving um, and we're heading in, uh, you know, to the Christmas season and first year. So lots of, Lots of sweets, lots of gatherings, uh, small gatherings, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. But <clears throat> anyway, moving on from this, uh, we'll, we'll toss it over to Chris. As far as I know, I'm going to talk a little bit about carb cycling. Is there um, one uh, one diet that you? I think I think the one that everyone kind of bounces around with is keto. Yeah, like keto sure. is super popular right now. Um, you know, whereas Mark's going to talk about more of using a wave. For your carbs right uh high and low days keto would basically be the low of those low days uh-huh. um what you're basically doing is taking away an entire energy source um and calorie source i'm mean, you're saying okay no carbs that, that that's no starches no grains nothing like that you may find some people who eat that some decent amount of veggies you're generally talking under 50 grams of carbs generally yeah which is a very high fat very high protein diet for those of you who do this and are like big meat eaters rock on if you like it awesome Mm -hmm. the big thing is sustainability sure um it was originally touted when keto came out as oh well you're gonna burn more fat it's not really how it works Mm -hmm. you're just your main energy source becomes fat that's keto right (laughs) so if i ate mostly carbs and low fat i would burn more carbs Mm -hmm. like uh the interesting thing that they've really found with keto um, is that you do see um, most most of these big results come very quickly. Um, when you hit ketosis that first two weeks, you'll see a lot of um, those that glyco- <clears throat> glucose come out of uh, the bloodstream and out of the muscle um, because those carbs will dehydrate you as you le- they leave your system. Um, and you will feel a little dehydrated, probably a little fluish at times. Uh, but with keto, the big results where they've seen in studies actually comes from cancer patients, uh-huh. which is really interesting uh, because cancer does tend to uh, go to those high uh, glucose driven cells. Um, they've seen a lot of uh, improvements in brain cognitive function and um, with Alzheimer's and dementia patients. Um, I've actually heard um, those two specifically called type 3 diabetes um, because your brain no longer uses carbohydrates the way it should. So you're craving carbs and you're eating more carbs because you think you're not getting them when in reality you don't need them, you need more fat. So it's just a very interesting um, diet overall. Um, it It is effective because you are, again, controlling your energy balance and your calories, right? Uh So I like keto in the fact that it is something that has allowed a lot of people to create changes for themselves. Um, But I think if you become a hardcore 
I think Lane Norton used the word zealot for any specific diet. <laughs> You're kind of blurring the line um, of science and just kind of what you, that narrative you make up in your head. Um, That's where the cult kind yes. of following diets come in. and Yeah, you don't want to entrust everything, you know, because look, the body's always changing. And hopefully keto, um, you know, when I look into it, it's really good for people that are morbidly obese, yep. you know, and again, you still have to be very careful because it's what keto comes down to once you transition out of it is how you transition out of it with carbohydrates. And a lot of people will go from that, like 30 to 50 grams of carbohydrates to stay in ketosis, um, to triple the amount. And then they, they get there and knock them to a Yeah. 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 It's, it's, uh, it'd be a little more lethargic and and you're going to be a little heavier. I think Um, that's the hardest part of that, right? Is, is, you have very strict guidelines mm-hmm. of what you can kind of do um, as far as that goes. So, you know, if that's a diet you're picking out, really research it and make sure it's something that you're interested in versus mm-hmm. just going, I'm going to do it because this online person did it and they're jacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a slippery slip that you don't want to get caught up into yeah. for a lot of different reasons. But one thing with keto, and I, I don't know as much uh, as you do about it, Chris, um, do they give you a restriction on how much fat or protein you're allowed to have? Not really. Yeah, no, it's, I, I mean, so. most of your, most of your calories really ends up coming from fats. Yeah, sure. Um, a lot of oils and animal fats and things like that. Now, again, if you have a good source for all that and it's grass fed and all that, uh-huh. you're probably lo- looking pretty good. I think Mark Bell is probably your best example of someone who's done keto into carnivore, I think. Um, and it works for him. Sure. Um, is he necessarily, you know, at his peak potential? I don't know. I, you know, that's, that's really personalized. Um, but the quality of food still matters. Mm-hmm. If you go to the store and get off the top of my head, Tyson chicken breasts, and mm-hmm. that's all you're eating is Tyson mm-hmm. chicken breasts. You're probably not intaking mm-hmm. great chicken. You're probably right. taking in some like lower quality meat. Um, but I think, you know, Again, you have to watch your calories and, you know, throw macros out the window for the most part. You're talking 80% of your diet, but I think is what some of the people I've talked to who do it consistently use. It's like 80% fat. That's a lot of fat. Wow. Which That's why I brought that up because that's that's what I've historically seen with this approach to is people just going like, I had a half pound of bacon for breakfast. (laughs) Like, oof, I don't think that's the right move. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but again, if you're – you know, losing weight and everything like that, that could be the only thing that you really need to pay attention to. But there will come that point with anything where you have to track and understand what is going on in your body. So I think that's where that um, diet for me or approach, I don't like saying the word diet, but uh, that approach falls a little bit short. Um, But for I think, so. you know, again, everyone's different. So if you want to, op- if you operate better on lower carbohydrates, higher fat, but you can still um, be around that total daily energy expenditure and not too crazy with the fat, I think it can be the right move for you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So you have dove, delved into the world deep into carb cycling. What's your kind of, what's the lowdown on carb cycling and what's kind of your opinion overall? Yeah, I love it. In short, um, I think it makes a lot of sense. For I think it almost auto-corrects the keto, um, where mm. it gives you a little more carbs. So even on your low days, 
you're not in ketosis. Yeah. You're generally kind of the rule of thumb. So carb cycling you know, on your high carb days, you're usually about two times your body weight. So for carbs, like, so, you know, I'm, I usually sit around 200. So on my higher days, I'm actually a little north of 400 carbohydrates. And then on my low days, I'm usually a little, a little bit higher than a hundred carbs. So that kind of gives you some perspective there. Um, and again, my, my goals usually are maintenance or even gaining weight. So if you're trying to lose, it might be a little less than that. Um, but it's all obviously individualized. But on the uh, the low days, uh, or I'm sorry, the the high carb days, we're looking at um, the reason we do those is it spikes in insulin, basically to refill glycogen to facilitate muscle growth. So we're trying to use carbs um, to the best of their ability to put on muscle, and you obviously complement that with adequate protein intake. Um, on the lower carb days, we're keeping insulin low, um, usually. This allows um, us to tap into the fat stores for energy. So if we can if we can burn the fat on, on the low days, then gain muscle on the high days. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Science. Getting done. Gains. Um, where, you know, these little things called, uh, you might have to help me out with uh, some of these fancy words. Chris. Mm. You know, I'm not a fancy <laughs> word guy, if you haven't noticed. But whenever we carb cycle, it helps us uh, kind of, Thwart off the hunger cravings, leptin and ghrelin. Yes. Ghrelin, ghrelin. I always say that one wrong. But those are actually hormones that spike right before we eat. So generally, like if you're hungry, your leptin and your, your ghrelin. I think that's right. I think it's right. Whatever. Sue me. <laughs> um, it maximizes uh, your muscle growth and your fat loss by being able to put them at bay and fight off. You know, everyone... You know, sometimes we'll have that late night craving or you know, we're just, oh, I'm so like, I'm just ravaged. Yeah. I'm, I'm so hungry and uh, I need to eat. Once we can get past those, um, if whenever you start with us um, and we put you on a, on a protocol, if you're experiencing that, a lot of people in my experience when we're doing this have a really hard time of hitting all their carbohydrates yeah. on the high days. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you know, YOLO, get your carbs. <laughs> But we're also staying lower with the fats on those days. But what I've seen um, people with a consistent approach, they generally, you know, lose fat and they can sustain their muscle, if not even increase their muscle. And generally when you're losing weight, you're losing fat and muscle, um, you know, and, and it really depends on what you're eating and how clean you are, where I'm not necessarily putting, you know, people or Chris isn't putting people on a very strict, like you can only eat, you know, green leafy vegetables <laughs> for your carbohydrates on your low days. Like you can still have fun um, to a certain extent. Um, it's not if it fits your macros kind of thing, but we still want to eat clean, lower glycemic index, the better. But um, it just gives you kind of an idea of really how carbohydrates um, can be advantageous um, to your uh, specific uh, body. So it kind of really singles them out. It allows you to cycle them in, cycle them out, and hopefully see all the benefits as opposed to ketogenic diet where you're just really limiting carbs. You're basically taking them away, um, you know, very minimal amount. Um, so this allows you to kind of cycle it in so you can still be friends with carbs. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're not the enemy as much. Yeah. And I think, I think you know, like you kind of keyed in on early with the carb cycling is, you know, something strikes a chord 
with the carb cycling. And I actually really have fallen in love with carb cycling as well. Um, there's a sense of balance to it. Yeah. You know, it's not a, Oh, this is bad. Or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The low, you know, if you want to see cognitive performance, more people tend to lean towards that keto diet. The fats really seem to allow for a better focus or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone's had that carb fog before. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for performance, you know, I generally would lean more towards carb cycling. It allows for more flexibility um, and it allows you to kind of time things the way mm-hmm. you want to, yeah. um, which is a whole other discussion. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's, I've seen the low carb, I've seen the low fat. To me, the low fat consistently, I don't like the, how the research would look, you know, um, hormonally. It just doesn't seem like it's the best for most people. Now, again, if you are very overweight, no matter what diet protocol you do, if you maintain it and you are able to sustain, you're going to see results by just simply eating less. Um, And if you are in a caloric deficit and not losing weight, you're not in a caloric deficit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or you're an alien. Yes. Um, But I think, you know, so many questions. Yeah. We, I think we hammer those two this week and then next week we'll take on two more. Yeah. Um, sure. No, I, I'm personally going to, I'm interested in looking at the zone diet as I'm looking through yeah. this L1 and zone paleo. They're yeah. all, you know, revisiting that, similar, whole, but. Um, that whole shenanigans. <laughs> um, we do have a couple questions um, from the same person. Uh, so how does losing weight in general? And you kind of touched on this via the scale correlate with losing body fat. If I lose 10 pounds, how much of that is body fat? Is there a percentage or a way to know? Mm. Okay. Well, I mean, one of the awesome things we have here is an in-body scanner. So that would be definitely need to, not going to be able to tell just by looking at yourself in the mirror and just doing a standardized scale that just tells you yeah. your, your pounds and you know whatever. But, um, you know, it definitely comes down to how are you training and what are you eating? So the kind of Chris's point, he's talking about like if you're just on a really high fat, uh, let's say that you're on a really high fat and low protein diet, you know, you're probably not gaining muscle on that diet. Um, you're probably gaining fat. So it's it's a multifaceted question. It's a good question, but you know, to, to use the cop out answer, everyone's different. So there are things involved, you know. Um, with genetics and, and so on and so forth and age and uh, activity level. Are you doing resistance training? You know, what, what does your training look like? If you're just a typical member of the gym, we're getting, um, you know, through a multiple ranges of, of movements and workouts every week. Odds are if you're eating um, healthy, you know, just in general, and let's just say that you're meeting somewhat of a macronutrient daily, uh, total daily energy expenditure requirement, I would imagine the majority of the weight you lose will be fat, but I would say, I don't know, 10 to 40% at the most could be yeah. muscle yeah. somewhere in there. Um, I could be totally wrong. That's not my area of expertise, but that's why we have an in-body scan, you know, and I had, um, uh, as recent as yesterday, um, a young lady came in and, and our goal right now is to just get adequate calories. We're not even really talking about macros. And she's trying to gain some muscle and she put on, um, what did she do? What was her numbers? 
I believe she gained about four pounds. Mm. And she gained, I think, almost three of it was just muscle. That's fantastic. You know, so that's that's really good. I don't know if that's that's standard. That's not really, I wouldn't say standard. That's that's above <laughs> the, the standard. <laughs> yeah. But it's just so different. But she also is a taller, leaner mm-hmm. individual that I think um, a lot of people would want to punch because she just wants to, you know, she puts on muscle faster yeah. than, than most. Yeah. Now, there's just some people... For whatever reason, they can just stack on muscle, um, you know. And she's again not really even following a macronutrient profile. It's just let's get nourishment in the form of, of calories. So, again, not trying to dance around the question. It's just very individualized, um, but it's a good question. But I don't know if there's a standard template out of there. I didn't use the Google machine before Chris read the question, but spontaneous. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do yeah. you think? Um, I think that's really our big question. She kind of posted it again, just different wording. Um, I think when it comes to that kind of thing, it really depends on, you know, if you're eating enough protein, you're going to stave off that, stave off that muscle loss um, when you are in a deficit, right? Um, that being said, uh, there are times when you are going to be able to add lean mass and not add body fat, and that's going to be when you are starting. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you're 10 years into this, most that's, likely that's, that's not going to happen. Um, I like the mirror check. I don't think it is, you know, it's definitely not as um, brutally honest as our in-body scanner. Um, but I think when you look in the mirror and you see definition you haven't seen before, yeah. you can you can assume that you've lost some fat. Um, you could also just be dehydrated. There's games you can play with that and plenty of apps that give you good lighting now. Um but I think the big piece is, you know, do your clothes fit better? If, yeah, your clothes, if your clothes fit better and you notice certain spots are getting bigger and certain spots are getting smaller, like let's say your legs get a little bit bigger, but they uh-huh. look more toned. Uh-huh. You know, I'm not necessarily going to be upset about my jeans fitting a little tighter. Uh-huh. Uh, now, me either. Yeah, <laughs> my waist, my waist all of a sudden gets real big, and I'm not, and I'm seeing that scale go down. We may have a problem. We're done. Yeah. So. No, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think those are two phenomenal points with the clothes um, are a big, big one, you know, especially I was telling, telling Chris the other day, it's like I haven't put on a pair of jeans in a while and I've been doing, you know, 400 meters of lunges almost every day and all these, all these different squatting uh, workouts. And I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely gaining some, gaining some muscle on the legs and, you know, it feels, feels good, but you're like, now I got this weird gene problem where it's loose around the waist and tight around the quads, but that's a clear indication of, you know, body's changing yep. and it's, you know, hopefully for, for the, for the good. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so it's just being honest. Uh, you don't necessarily have to take a photo of yourself every day in the mirror, but, you know, kind of uh, just be honest with yourself when, when you, when you do look at the scale and it changes the, unfortunately, sometimes it's just that, you know, I lost five pounds in a day. It's like probably you're dehydrated. Yeah. But if over time, you know, over the course of three weeks, you've, you're down five, six, seven, whatever pounds, um, definitely do the mirror check. And if you look different in a positive way or you see some some uh, muscles pop out, yeah. guess what? You gained, you know, you, well, you lost some weight, but you gained, you know, got some muscle. Yeah. So it's very possible. It's an exciting journey. Yeah, you know, that we're all on with fitness and you know it has its ups and downs like i said it's bull, bull and bear markets but i think 
a couple points. There's multiple ways to do it. Yep. We touched on two of them. Um, one, I think we like a little better than the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you do want to get uh, on a carb cycling protocol or just a general nutrition template, that's something that we can absolutely do for any of you guys listening. Um, again, you can always find out what we're doing here at our website, Triumph Strength, Facebook, Triumph Strength, Instagram, Triumph Strength, <laughs> um, or just stop in the gym. Yeah. Come on down. Yeah. I feel like I had another point there. Oh, yeah. The, um, you know, the bank analogy. If it didn't make sense to you, just understand that every day it renews and you have a minimum requirement of calories you need to sustain your current body. All right. And if you're like, well, to lose weight, I just won't eat. That's not right. You're not cruising for disaster. We, uh, a small tangent, hopefully here, we started watching Survivor and just popped on uh, Netflix. You want to talk about people getting lean. (laughs) These people in Survivor, guess what? Not sustainable. Not sustainable. Biggest losers, not example, not sustainable. Oh, they miss. They hurt so many people so bad there. It, you know, it's a, like I said, a different conversation. But when you think about like our ancestors and stuff like that, it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. Sometimes, if you have to go hungry, yep. you know, if you have to miss a meal, if you have to miss breakfast or lunch, you know, stuff like that. Just understand, the closer and the more consistent we can get to a, you know, just just that consistent calories in day in and day out it's going to not allow you to um it's going to prevent you sitting down at thanksgiving and just like you just finished survivor and you're coming in there for the first time because one thing you definitely notice on these challenges you know they do a lot of rewards there and uh outback steakhouse is in good with survivor (laughs) i didn't know that but man they'll be like bringing them pizza or whatever sometimes and you like they just rush this food and i'm like oh my god that's gotta like make them sick yeah but if that you might be doing that and you don't even realize it it's kind of what i'm trying to say with the if you're constantly under eating and you think like oh yeah i don't even really eat that much like how am i gaining weight like you're gaining weight because you have a calorie surplus somewhere yeah and it's usually that friday night saturday sunday a random day through the week i don't know but it's it comes back to the words that no one really wants to hear. It's that consistent consistency, discipline yep. around it. But you have to you have to have to get the information. The information's there. You know, again, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you know, or you think back to a time, you know, when I was in college, broke. I mean, I would literally be in line ready to check out, check in my bank account to see if I had a return yeah. on the item. Yeah. I mean, and look, that doesn't. I'm not proud to say that. Like that was the time I was like, wow, this sucks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And guess what? You might be at a point with your fitness right now where you're like, man, I'm just not happy with how this is going. Yeah. You got to check your bank account. Yeah. And you got to be checking it daily and you got to be tracking it. And you got to be honest. Yeah. You just got to be, yeah. You got to be honest. Well, if I drink on nights, I drink, I don't track my calories. Is that all right? Here's no, what I want you to again. do. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to pull a hammer out. <laughs> I want you to put your fingers on the table. Yeah. No. Well, and, and I think that's a big misconception too, is right? Like Monday through Friday, great. How about Saturday and Sunday? Well, okay. It is very easy to undo a perfect week yeah. by destroying Saturday and Sunday. You know, the 80-20 rule was is very popular to be considered. But what most of us don't realize getting into this is the 80-20 rule 
is for those who have conquered and figured out how to eat right all the time. So they've pushed it to that 100% hardcore limit, found where they can go, and now they pull it back. So their 80-20 is very different than your first just, oh, I'm going to start dieting 80-20. You have to go 100 for a while. Uh And once you do that and you establish that really solid baseline of not only knowledge and experience, but of seeing the body change, then you can cut it back so that you can enjoy things a little bit more. Uh I think that's the big misconception we get. Yeah, because we're 100,000% not preaching you have to eat perfect every day of your life for the rest of your life. But maybe, maybe eight to twelve weeks. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's just try four weeks. Yeah. You know, let's and let's build on that. Because here's the thing: I guarantee you'll get excited of how you feel and how you look and how your spouse or your friends see you or your coworkers be like, "Dang!" Yep. Like these people are, you know. And if they'll give you the classic, like, "Oh, you're trying to better yourself." Like, yeah, I am. Yep. And you should be on board with that. It could be your kids. It could yeah. be your kids going. You know, mom, dad, you look great. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, being able to play with your kids more because you have more energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris tells me I look great every day. I do. You know, and <laughs> I, I receive it. I do. As you should. I, I mean, he's pretty good looking. So, it had to get weird at least once before we ended no, it. why not? And we're ending it. So, <laughs> yeah. Anything else, Mr. Lemel? I don't think so. Um, we did have one other question. I'm going to respond to that on our own page just because it's a very big topic. Um, keep asking us questions, guys. Um, I appreciate your attention. appreciate you trusting us. Um, so thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, was it the uh, gut question? The gut health I, question. I forgot about that. Uh, I apologize. It's a big question. It's definitely something that you're, you're on to something and a very individual. Um, the short answer um, always, if you're having, you know, intestinal issues and stuff like that, you can consult a doctor, doctor. Yeah. we're not doctors, all that stuff. Um, you can definitely talk to us individually in class since it is coming from a member. Um, probiotics, if you're not into those, could, could potentially be helpful. But again, we're not prescribing any type yeah. of uh, supplementation regimens for anyone. That's beyond our scope of practice. Yep. So it just might be a quick search. But big topic as far as the gut, and if you know you really want to uh, nerd out on it, it really does all come back to poop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of <laughs> does. And, and it kind of does. So you do have a process there that needs to be um, somewhat consistent. And if it's really erratic, then there's probably some issues going on. So anyway, thanks so much, guys, for your time. And uh, keep hitting us up with the questions. We're going to keep trying to. Uh, bring you guys some value on this podcast and simplify nutrition every day to find out more about what myself and coach Chris are up to triumphstrength.net. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Mic drop.